Okay, three, two, one. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode 164 of Laps... No, wrong. <laughs> me. I literally just read the number. Read, I know, twat. I know, that's the best bit. Welcome to episode 165 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me tonight is Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello. And coming in from the long dark hold, or wherever he's been, uh, raising kids, more likely, (laughs) uh, Andy Piddy. Hello there. How's it going? Tiring. Good. Yeah. Stress. Everything. Yeah. It's a good thing, yes. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. That's family life, I presume. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got it all to look forward to at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> I don't know. Enjoy I your life, man. To, yeah. I like all Morrison's, and they've still got like uh, you have to go down through the clothing aisle section to get into the queue to get to down to the tills because yeah. they're still like funneling people in particular directions in the supermarket, and you have to go through the yeah, go through the clothing section. You went past baby clothes, and Zoe started brooding. No, no, oh, no. So, no. Yeah, you're banging trouble, mate. Yeah, yeah avoid all that. Avoid yep. all that. Reverse. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, um, we've been playing some video games. We've been streaming some video games. We're going to talk a little bit about them. But um, yeah. unfortunately, uh, first I wanted to 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 mention there was some rather sad news today. Um, you, do you guys know Archie Lindhurst? Yes, I saw that. I literally just read that about ten minutes no. ago. That's terrible. Nicholas sad. Lindhurst's son. Oh, yeah. No, Nicholas yeah. Lindhurst, yeah. So he, um, he, so Archie Lindhurst voiced a character who's fairly important in the Final Fantasy XIV storyline oh, really? from like Shadowbringers onwards. Yeah. Um, one of a, you know, great host of uh, voice casts. Um, and yeah, found, heard today that he died at the age of 19 after a short illness. Yeah. Incredibly sad. Um, obviously, he was known for much more than Final Fantasy fourteen, but uh, mm. that was the only thing I really knew him from because I mm. don't watch. He's in a lot of like CBB stuff, and I don't watch kids TV. So you um, don't want to either. No, so I wasn't really <laughs> aware of that stuff. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure I could confidently speak for the entire Final Fantasy fourteen community that uh, our thoughts are with uh, yeah the whole family in that with his parents, yeah. uh, whole family. Um, with Nicholas and, and Lucy uh, Lindhurst because yeah it's horrible horrible news hmm. um, especially someone so young and very talented he's a very talented voice actor from uh, from what I could see in Final Fantasy 14 so yeah real shame yeah. but um, anyway let's move on to things more um, upbeat um, Andy you haven't been on in bloody ages yeah no um, but you have been streaming pretty much every Thursday yeah, uh, a collection of games. Um, I mean, how far back since you last were, were on that you, uh, for a game that you talked about? Doom sixty four, Westerado. Which one? Yeah, I did talk about Westerado. 
Oh, okay. I yeah. complained about the ending. I yes. Oh, that. yes, she did. She did, yeah. Yeah, and that sparked the whole game. Uh, well, mm, yeah, within reason. Um, Doom 64. I think I talked about Doom 64. Is that not? Uh, we, we mentioned, mentioned we mentioned your uh, trials and tribulations. Yeah, with and the final boss. Desperate attempts to beat the final boss, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then I did it offline. It was just like within about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just annoying. It's always the it way. Was, it, was, it was so annoying. And it was just like really easy. And yeah, yeah, that was just annoying. Were um, you just going about it the wrong way, or was it just? Did you just hit the perfect kind of? You just hit the perfect run at the at the right time. I hit perfect run, then I hit save, and I saved ah. it after I killed all those monsters. And Lovely. Then I took it from then. You know the beauties of uh, modern gaming, where you can save anywhere. Is, safe states uh, are Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd love to go back to all these old games. One of the games I am talk, we'll talk about, I am, but save states, just unbelievable. You know, these modern, Love it. when we emulate and we put save states in, <laughs> it slaps gamers. That was one of the, um, the, the best things. Yeah, that was one of the best things that they put into the. Um, I presume in the NES Classic, but I, I haven't played that one. But the S NES Classic, yeah, is being able to. And not only like uh yeah like uh, pause and su- suspend and resume gaming like you could on a big boy console but like yeah have save states um, and for a lot of those old yeah, yeah well some of those like really old games like um are real hard and well, like, checkpointing if you've got Final was non-existent then, yeah and then just to be able to like just save anywhere in Final Fantasy is just incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even like so the, the more twitchy stuff, like uh, you know Castlevania and stuff like that, mm. being able to save at any point during a level is just an yeah. absolute godsend. Is. I, played I don't know how Star we lived Wars. without it. Super Star Wars. I played that was on the PS4 with save states. Loved the game. Oh man! But um, save God states knows how you did it when you so were much. back yeah. in the day. How did we do it? Were we just good? <laughs> you just had hours and hours and hours and yeah. hours uh, and yeah. hours to just uh, yeah, run one game over and over. We were all essentially speedrunners well. back then. That you were that's, that's what replay. it was. Oh, I remember um, those, yeah. yeah. I remember codes. that on the Amiga. Yeah. yeah. So you put cheat codes in sometimes and you just played yeah. Infinite Health or something. I mean, we don't put them in anymore. So <laughs> that's, what we, that's what I would like of a... Demand the return of cheat codes in every single yeah. game. <laughs> That'd be mm. nice. The classic GTA ones where you can just spawn in a tank and you know yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean some of the fun. I mean, Lego's got them, but yeah, I just think that we, you know, the whole community would love it. You know, mm. you know if you just want to play the story, play the story with your infinite health. And yeah. So. So what else are you <coughs> streaming, man? Okay, so I went from West to Doom 64 um, to Lego Dimensions, um, one of the greatest games ever of the last decade. Um, I'll <laughs> just throw that in. Um, and the one of the big level packs, which was Lego Batman. Nice. The movie. Um, so I've been playing through that. Six big levels, actually. Six very large levels. And... A lot of puzzles, swapping figures around. Um, thanks to my daughter, it takes a bit longer because she's been playing with all the Lego Dimension figures. And I can find the bases at times, but the figures have gone. 
yeah. elsewhere. <laughs> so they're all mixed up. Everything. Can up. you not play the game without the figures properly? Oh, you can play the game without the figures. You got your base, but I think there's. A, I think you'll see it if you ever watch the stream. There's um, a character from the Teen Titans that makes an appearance because I mistakenly thought she was Batwoman, and then right. I couldn't find Batwoman um, or Batgirl, and I kept having to buy her because there were certain things um, I needed to do that required Batgirl. So yeah. you spend 50,000 studs to get Batgirl. And mm. Batgirl came with the actual game. But I just couldn't find the base. Ah, uh, man, that sucks. So, yeah, yeah little things like that. See, what, what we find with LEGO Dimensions, one of the annoying things is with the models, is that the figures will have individual bases. So they'll have little pictures like a Ghostbusters symbol for a Ghostbusters. Um, and gremlins and stuff like that. But when it comes to the actual vehicles, they're all bloody orange. So <laughs> right. you can't really tell. See, the what. only um, toys to life kind of game I've played is um, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Nah. Um, and you Great can game. have like the ships and dump the ships and the characters and the guns and stuff on, on and off when you want to do it on the fly. Or you can just go into the menu and change it automatically without having to use the toys to life stuff. Mm. It just seems like a more convenient way to do it. I mean, it's I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds to me like Lego Dimensions probably shouldn't have been a game of the yeah. generation because yeah. it's got some serious flaws. No, not serious flaws. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious it's flaw. Massive inconveniences. Yeah. It's, it's an inconvenience when you let your two-year-old play with them. All right, yeah. yeah, yeah that's not so, the game's fault. No. I've got to say, I've been, I've been like obviously watching your stream and stuff, and um, actually thoroughly enjoying it. But I was just like blown away Mm. by just the like watching you, and I was like, oh my god, look, it's the it's the voice cast from the Teen Titans, and blah 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 blah. And then I went, yeah, and then I sort of went back through IMDb, and I I would quite happily put this up as like the whole of Lego Dimensions as having probably the greatest voice cast in all of gaming. <laughs> Do you mean by um, the most star-studded? Uh, yeah, probably. the most star-studded, right? So let, I've got MD&B in front of me. Here is here, here is just a small selection of, just starting from A, right? Will Arnett, Sean Austin, Dan Aykroyd, Colin Baker, Tom well, Baker, Troy fair. Baker... I mean, this is all like uh, DLC. No, it's, it's not actually Tom. Well, yeah. To, to be fair, stuff like Tom Baker that was that was just taking old lines and yeah, putting it in because Tom but Baker's he's still dead. You know? Voice voice lines, um, right? He's still technically credited, right? Troy Baker. Sean Astin is uh, is Troy Baker's in every video game ever yeah. anyway. Sean Sean Astin will will uh, he'll come around your house and water your plants if you pay yeah. the fiver. Um, right, John Barrowman, Orlando Bloom, Steve Bloom, Alison Brie, Peter Capaldi. Johnny Cash, yeah. Dan Castanella, uh, Peter Davidson, uh, Christopher Eccleston, isn't Michael J. Dan, Fox. Isn't Dan Castanella one of the uh, Simpsons. Simpsons voice yeah. casts? Yeah. Right. Which one is he? Jess Harnell. Um, he is, let's have a look. Um, scrolling back. Homer Simpson, Krusty the his... Clown. Oh, right. Oh, right, Willie, right, right, Sam's right. Little Helper. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So Michael J. Fox, um, Jess Harnell, um, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ernie Hudson, John Hurt, 
Uh, keep going down, keep going down, keep moving. Matthew Lillard, Christopher Lloyd, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann. So that's all the Doctor Who's out of the way. Stephen Merchant, uh, Bill all Murray, right. Liam Neeson, Nolan North, Nick Offerman, Gary Oldman, John Pertwee, Chris Pratt, Harold Ramis. Uh, and I could go on Ian and on and on. J.K. Simmons, I, 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 I would say, I would say, Tara Strong. that I would... I would query how much of those, uh, how many of those actors recorded lines for Lego Dimensions, uh, considering mm. a significant number of them have been uh, dead for a long time. <laughs> yeah, William Hartnell, <laughs> like to be fair, but yeah, but um, yeah, uh, but... and how much of it is simply they're just taken lines of audio from <laughs> their films and TV shows and whatnot and put them in the game? Yeah, not to, I'm not trying to discredit it because no. like it, it is, it, it, is, it is like uh, it's an, it, yeah, it is. I'm not going to try and discredit it, but it's not like the, the, you managed to get all of those actors in. No, all, to re- all on one day. Unique yeah. lines, <laughs> you know, record unique lines for um, uh, for Lego Dimensions. No, so, but yeah, um, it's just, I mean, it goes on and on and on, but it's just incredible. But they probably got uh, people, like some of the like the protagonist characters, like Will Arnett, they probably got yeah, into recording. Okay. Yeah, like I say, they've got the whole of the Teen like Titans that. Go like crew. Like it's just everyone who's everyone in sort of voice acting is in it. Yeah, like in games and animation, so yeah, it's just incredible, just brilliant. Like, it was, I was like, I was thoroughly enjoying like watching it and just like geeking out. And oh my god, they've got this character! Oh my god, they've got this character! Because there's even like variants, like say you've got Robin, but then there's variants yeah. of Robin, and then it Robin. changes the voice act, their voice actor accordingly. It's yeah. it's brilliant, like just yeah. I'm already bonkers. like I'm already a sucker for anything with Will Arnett and just, just his voice just makes me mm. laugh. Yeah, exactly. He, does, he can say he doesn't even have to say anything particularly funny. He's just a funny guy. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it, I'll be honest, it has got me thinking. Right, do I buy this for for my son on on the cheap? But I'm imagining you can't pick it up cheap anywhere. This is like I probably can buy the beer set. Yeah. No, I don't do it. Don't do it, man. It's a it's a K hole. Like seriously, I'll be honest. I've got Skylanders. A, I've got Disney Infinity. Pit. I've got the lot. Like I might as well add another yeah. one to the list. I mean, where else can you get when you're when you're Batman avoiding the Eye of Sauron? Like the dimensions. That was great. Yeah, I've got to say so, um, it looked. It does look very fun, especially like compared good. to like what we're playing. Like you've been playing Doom, and like you know, Adam's been playing like. Alan Wake, I've been playing like Control and Gears, and then there's the you just like Lego Dimensions, woohoo! <laughs> well, the one thing I will say about it because I, when I've been watching along, I thought like, yeah, this looks great. Like it looks like because the last Lego I played like demos and stuff like of Lego Star Wars, uh, but the last actual Lego game I properly played through, start to finish, was like one of the Lego Lord of the Rings games, yeah, or Lego yeah. Hobbit or something like that, a long time ago, um, on like on the previous generation, uh, and like. <clears throat> I'm looking at it it's like yeah it looks so much more shiny and and the animation's so good and there's so much more variety and it's more open world and then every now and then you'll come across one of those little roadblocks that reminds me what infuriated me about <laughs> Lego games back in the day and watching you like trying to work out how to get past yeah. this, you know a particular puzzle and it doesn't make it even remotely clear what it is you're supposed to do or it's locked behind a character you haven't got because you haven't ground out enough you know uh, studs or whatever to unlock that character yeah um stuff like that just like it puts me off a little bit i mean personally but do you can buy the characters and also and also a lot of the characters do various things 
So for me, it hasn't been a problem. And I had, I think I, I needed Robin for one of them, but I just got um, Legolas into it. So it was just like stuff like that. Do, do you think uh, any aspect of that part of the design was due to, was down to like, if we like put in an artificial roadblock that can be over, overcome quickly by buying another toy hmm. to use in the game? Do you reckon but, that crept into the design at all? Yeah, there was a bit of a um, hoo-ha at the beginning, I think. I don't seem to remember coming um, when it first came out where certain characters would um, you would need it like it is and then they patched it up with where you were able to buy these characters for two or three minutes and I think they reduced the cost with your studs. So there was some sort of criticism mm. aimed at it but then patched it out i mean I, that's what it is at the moment <clears throat> it's a um it's a problem with like the toys to life thing as a as a as a whole like to be fair like uh, the, the version of starlink i got was like the digital deluxe version so it came with all of the characters mm. all the ships and all the weapons so i wouldn't need to you know pay, pay for anything else yeah. or like anything else but if i bought just like the basic starter pack for the switch i'd get like the r-wing and i'd get fox and i'd get a couple of weapons Yep. And then all the other, and I think you maybe get like a couple of base characters or something like that. But all the other ships, all the other weapons, are locked away behind, um, you know, you buying the toys or buying a digital version to unlock it in the game, um, like you know, microtransaction sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, I just the, the whole toys to life thing. Like aspects of it seem really cool. Like there's stuff about. Uh, Lego Dimensions and Disney Infinite and Leg uh, and uh, Skylanders and whatnot um, that I really like the idea of, but at the same time it just seemed like a really crappy business model. It is, but I mean, you can has now gone away. Yeah. Play through the games without really unlocking everything. I think I remember Skylanders. I only played with a starter pack, and I was able to play through the main story. And same with Disney. I only got certain little bits of extra, but. For me, I mean, I've got. But did you not get? Did you not get FOMO though? No. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> no. No. Like I dimensions, I got loads of packs and stuff because each one opened a world. You see, so mm. whereas unlike Skylanders, it was unlocking certain abilities. So yeah, if you buy character-based, not scenario-based, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. So some of them were level packs, um, but if you wanted to be a Baracus. Um, and the the A team van that would unlock the A team world. Now I yeah. haven't visited the A team world, but I've got that car, I've got that figure. So when I come to it, I'll unlock it. So that's what I think mm. was slightly different, and there was stuff to do. Some of them, like the Simpsons, was one level, and you'd have a world stuff like the Gremlins and A team and Mission Impossible. I think was just like unlocking a world and just mm. completing little side missions, while the one. I've been playing Lego Batman and Ghostbusters 2016, and I think the first Fantastic Beasts are six levels. So, like, you're almost playing through the movie itself. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot involved so, in it. It's just that you yeah. have to put, you've got to pay for it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah. Shame. Because if, if uh, you know, because it's tied to the models, obviously, the models, that's the bit that drives it, I suppose. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a shame that you can't do like you say with Starlink, where you can't just go right. I want to unlock this world, this world, and this world mm. without having to buy yeah. the kit. But yeah. hey ho, it doesn't obviously doesn't work because 
Lego want to punt out plastic, right? No, well, this is it. And if it came out, probably just at the wrong time when I think it was a downward turn in the market for close yeah, to life. So, yeah. hey, hey. Last Lego Dimensions. Mm. Um, did I talk about Zombie Army Trilogy? No. I think I might. Oh, no. All right. So, Zombie Army Trilogy um, cost me about three quid off PSN, PSN sale. Um, basically, quite simple, a bit like Left 4 Dead, and you are fighters in World War Two. Well, it's it's a it's a mod of um, sniper. Uh, sniper Elite, yeah. Sniper yeah. Elite games yeah. by um, Rebellion. Yeah, the first two were the DLC for Sniper Elite. Yeah. So the first two Zombie Army trilogy, Zombie Army, were mods. Um, the third one was more had more of a story to it, and was a more, it was a separate game, and they have released now Zombie Army Four, um, I think with season passes as well, that um is even more detailed and more of a campaign. Essentially, it's like Left for Dead with guns, and you are just killing zombies, and eventually you take on Hitler, um, and defeat him. Because, as you do, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, one of those where you don't really have to think about too much. Yeah. You know, I played it through with my brother, teamwork. And the first two, you can tell, are very um, simplistic. Um, not much change in the weapons and the enemies. While the third one changes things quite a lot. You could tell that all of a sudden they realised they had a bit of a hit on their hands. Oh, yeah. And oh. they took it a bit more seriously, changed the amount of different enemies with different abilities, and the weapons that you've got were varied, more varied. Mm-hmm. And I will play Zombie Army 4. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, if you can pick it up for about three quid. Have you, you played you know, any of the um, Sniper Elite games? No. No, I've Okay, all right. I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. Um, they're sort of like double Kid, A, kitschy, uh, a bit double rough a around games, the edges. They? Yeah. Um, but but like a like really quite solid um, stealth system, uh, and like you, you, various levels of difficulty to the point where like if you put it onto the high difficulties, you've got to gauge, you've got to try and work out in your in your sight like where how much above and to say the left or right you've got to aim of your target mm. to account for bullet drop and. Like you, you have to do this in all the um the difficulties, but like in easy ones, you'll have like a reticule that'll appear to show you where to position your sight to be able to get that pinpoint shot, or whatever. And on the hard difficulties, it takes it away, and you have to to guess where it is. But like it's a it's a solid solid stealth game, mm. um, solid yeah. stealth series. Sniper Elite V4 was the latest one. Um, I picked it up like dirt cheap. They always yeah. end they're up always like, in like humble bundles and stuff and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. and um, and they're, they're they're really decent, really decent. Um, uh, I've only played two, three, and four, but I really like them. Um, and I was I, I tried playing Strange Brigade. I don't know if you, either of you two have played. No, that. that's the one I did want to pick up. Studio. I do um, have it. Friend, friend of my old podcast, um, was actually actually worked on that, so I, sh- I, I really wanted to pick it up. I should have done really. Okay. I feel terrible, but yeah, Ryan Astley. Uh... I um, I did not get on with it. I just, <laughs> I, um, I, the shooting didn't feel good. That's all. Right, I, I just didn't get on with it. Fair but play. but but it, it, other people may get on with it. So it's worth a try for sure. Yeah. But yeah, Rebellion make a very um specific 
sort of game. Yeah. They're all set around the 1930s, 1940s. <laughs> yeah. And they're all third-person action games. Um, but yeah. Oh, they must be selling because we're making more of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do well. They do well. They've got a cult following. Like the Sniper, uh, the Sniper Elite games, there is something really satisfying about seeing that like slow-motion bullet time. I like seeing your bullet go into a, you know, a, a Nazi's balls mm. or um, th- through his skull or whatever. His brain, it's, yeah. it's grotesque. But it's really satisfying. <laughs> so who doesn't like shooting Nazis in slow motion? That's right. Uh, Nazi zombies even more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's really good. I'd recommend that. Then another game of, you can see Adam playing it um, on the stream. One of the first ones games he streamed was Terminator Resistance. Um, oh, God. why? I, did you watch his streams? Yeah. Or some of it, yeah. And you still thought, oh, I want to play this. Yeah, well, yeah, I watched some of it and I played it, yeah. Andy, I will never understand you. Well, it's Terminator. Why not? That, 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 that franchise has not has turned out some of the worst games in video games history and still mm-hmm. people get drawn to it. and still like, There's something about those. Like just it's like IP. me with Jurassic Park games. That's like, it, right? There's never been Ooh. a good Jurassic Park game, but I keep coming back hoping the next one will be. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Madness. It's like Aliens. And aliens, that, Terminator, and Jurassic Park. The three, like the trilogy of games that like, yeah. you know, just waste your money. That's yeah. it. Other than but, maybe, even though Alien Isolation that's supposed to be good, in the back of my mind's like, no. Can it be that good? Isolation. No, oh, it is. It is very good. Yeah. I'm just isolation too shit brilliant. scared to play it for more than like <laughs> ten minutes. Maybe yeah, I should do I it. Mean, Maybe I should do it for Halloween. Like play. Oh, do it, do it, man. Do it. Do it. Seriously. stream. I couldn't. Like, I, I, I think I'd even struggle watching you stream it because it just really? gives me anxiety. Mate, yeah, I, ne- I nearly had a panic attack playing that game. Do you have it on VR? Do you have VR? No, no, you madman. <laughs> No, <laughs> fucking hell! Are you trying to kill me? Oh, I've got in VR. I've seen. No, no, <laughs> no! Oh God, Andy, no! It would, it would. I'd like. I would be worried that I'd have a heart attack. Yeah, well, really? I think. I think, I think I have heard people complain about it that it does induce that terror. I mean, the game itself does induce a terror being stopped. It by does, the like. It's 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 something about first person horror games, but that one is the worst. Like I played like a chunk of Outlast and um, uh, oh god, Amnesia and um, Soma and games like that, and they've all been really really scary. And I've I've never got that far through them. But Alien Isolation was the the one that like I felt like I had to stop playing it because I felt like I was gonna have a panic attack. Mm. Wow, but it is really damn good. It's one of the best games and. Nice. This generation, I'd say, in terms of it came out re- really early, but it's by mm. Creative Assembly. It's Creative yeah, Assembly, the fucking Total War. Total War Studio. Yeah. Wow. Which is nuts. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's it's like in terms of like nailing the look and the feel and the sound. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I have played the design. It, actually, literally fired it's, it up just to look at the Nostromo, and that was about it, or whatever, yeah. the, whatever that shop, ship is. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, you can. So good. It's just going to frame your life up Terminator anyway. So I haven't played it. I've only watched it being played, and that was enough to horrify me. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right. When I played it, it's not the greatest game ever made, and I'm not mm. going to sit here and say it's the best game. But when I was playing it, and the way they put the T800s and 
they limit you and you only get this really spectacular weapons later on. It sort of does induce that feeling of powerlessness against the Terminators. And I just wish they had a bigger budget because they'd have a better story because the ending was pretty crap. Oh, God, the ending's awful. Yeah, the ending's... Like, we, are, the, the, I, we saw Adam play through one of them. Uh, he didn't even bother playing the other st- the other ending. He went off and read about it and told us about it, and then I went off and read about the other ending myself, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, the other ending is somehow even worse. Yeah, the ending's crap. I mean, I don't know how you get that ending in terms of you're just playing a side mission to the mission. It's a fucking weird one. It's, it, you've, you've, you've been playing this main mission, and then you become a side mission. Well, yeah, Connor. I don't know why they did that. The, the ending as well. It it feels like they um, had like it, it feels like uh, I had the same problem when I was uh, uh, talking about um, Jurassic World Evolution last week, and it feels like the stu- the, the 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 whoever was like setting up the story for mm. Terminator this Terminator game had watched. Maybe Terminator One and Two, but hadn't really paid attention. Was like busy scrolling through their phone yeah. or whatever, playing Candy Crush or something, and not paying <laughs> attention. And then wrote a, a, a story to tie into the, the Terminator universe based on that. And they remembered bits of it, but didn't remember everything. And they misremembered yeah. other bits and pieces, and so it didn't make any fucking sense. And like, it was the same thing with the storyline in um, uh, uh, well, the entire premise of Jurassic World Evolution was just like <laughs> someone watched. The Jurassic Park films, but they've their heart wasn't in it. They weren't paying attention, um, and it, yeah, it's it's such a shame because like, uh, like Adam in particular is, I'd say probably the biggest Terminator yeah. fanboy out of any of us. Like he knows the Terminator lore inside out and upside down, and um, yeah, he was not not impressed. No, and with certain sections that are quite good and stuff, but overall, yeah wasn't a great game but it's just, i think it just missed a budget and a decent storyline and and has- someone like someone listening on the headphones with certain characters recording their voice or their, their voice lines as well because there's a couple of characters where their lines are like their audio is really blown out and distorted mm. like they were way too close to the microphone but nobody was bothering monitoring it so they no. just didn't change it Oh, just little things like that that I was just like, uh, you know, you know how you know I love a game that's a little bit rough around the edge. Mm. Um, shout out to this month's uh, PS Plus title, Vampire. My one of my favourite rough around the edges seven out of ten games. Go out and play it. Um, but the term, this Terminator game just seemed like it was just a little bit too rough, shoddily put together. Yeah, you know. Um, but. Like they nailed the like the sound. Yeah, they did. And it's like um outside of the character dialogue and everything, it it sounded like a Terminator. You know, the guns like mm. the um I don't know what they call the laser rifles in that. Pulse um, rifle. I don't know. The pulse rifles and like, it they sounded like the ones from the like the flashback scenes in uh in Terminator. Yeah. And uh, sort of felt they've grabbed the little scurrying about as a human you would do in that type of world. Where you're not going to be walking around out in the open, you're going to be screwing around in the sides. But that's how I felt with it anyway. I thought it could have just done with a bit more um, polish, a bit more cash thrown at it. But 
mm-hmm. as we, as we've seen with the movies, a franchise itself isn't a money maker. Would you budget. would you class this as a movie tie-in game? No, not at all. Because <sighs> didn't it come out around about the same, same uh, reasonably uh, close to the last Terminator film? Yeah, it came about that fate, but. What do we classify as a movie tie-in? Is it a movie tie-in as in... Are we tying well, it in... A co- well, like you I play through the movie or like King Kong? Or is it something like... No, not, not like... Well, I guess like you, there's there's two types. There's like the officially well, licensed video games of the film that they used to make and then stopped hmm. making for a while. And then there's like the movie tie-in ones like, like Jurassic World Evolution, which is... Uh, set as a direct sequel to the first Jurassic World film, yeah. and it reaches like voice cast from characters and that, or like this, which is ties into the Terminator movie, you know, world and whatnot. Um, I still I can't think of a game that fits into the those criteria, which is good. Like, expli- like um, you know, objectively good. Suppose it's expanded universe, isn't it? Apart from Spider-Man Two, yeah. I suppose it's expanded universe type of thing where it is part of a Terminator universe, but it can be ignored. Or you know, like the whole of Star Wars, the expanded universe was wiped out essentially. Apart from yeah, few. so it can be taken. Well, you've got the the main continuities and movies, and then you've got the comics and novels. The TV series, I think, is part of it as well. Um, yeah, I just think it's probably like a franchise time. Would you say? I guess at this point they are they did become something a little bit bigger than that because there have been so many like, yeah, other media. But then I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just watched Adam play through the entire thing of that and <laughs> thought, I just, there's no way I'd want to play this. I, I enjoyed experiencing it through Adam's frustration, frustrated <laughs> eyes, but um, I wouldn't want to play it myself. No, I mean, but, um, it's not something I recommend, and, but if you're a big fan of a mm-hmm. franchise, and um yeah i think i absolutely if i was more of a terminator fanboy then i probably would play through it but i'm not it's it's not one of my favorite movie franchises so i'm not like hooked into it no i think probably the best terminator games are robocop versus terminator one on the mega drive and snes what about his uh, inclusion in mortal kombat does that count can do if you want it yeah (laughs) um what else um oh free war uh, Titan Quest. Now, Titan Quest um, is a Diablo-esque type of game on the PS4. Um, it originally came out in 2005, 2006 on the PC um, and set in um, ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm playing it through with my brother. It's one of those who sort of like, do like to play these Diablo-esque games. Um it's a lot of fun. It's a bit um, different in the sense that you are <laughs> there's certain. It's tough. Put it this way. It's quite tough. Oh, Diablo is tough. Yeah, it's tough, and it's the way you level up is um, an interesting. It's um, level up tree, and you you start going certain ways and. Certain specialisms, which is quite good, but 
Yeah, well, playing through together is an enjoyable one. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played through a little while, but that is. I've just released like um, two DLCs for it: Atlantis and Ragnarok. So it's keep going. It's, um, it's going strong. Also, quite surprised but to see Ragnarok you. is Norse mythology. Yeah, but um, of course, everything like everything, it's um, has to come through. But okay. I presume you get through a certain level, and then you can access for. Ragnarok DLC at some point, but yeah, it's yeah. enjoyable. Um, I'm going to play through it further. I mean, all I've done is play about three, four hours. Um, so just really at the start. Um, another game I've been playing on, well, on the PS3, but it's actually a PS2 game. Um, is The Hobbit, um, released by Vivendi in Sierra back probably about 2002. Um. Essentially, it's an interpretation of a Hobbit, and that predates the films. Um, yeah, it's it's essentially taking it's based on the book, but mm-hmm. we've added video gamey type of things where you are fighting a lot of wolves, um, a lot of like fish type creatures. Um, I've just got past the trolls where you turn them mm-hmm. to stone. A lot of sneaking involved, and now we're exploring the troll cave, and I'm fighting a giant badger. I think it is. Try and get a troll key. Um, yeah. Andy, 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 come on, man! You like you should know better than this. As a as a fellow Tolkien nerd, um, playing any Tolkien franchise that that plays fast and loose with the lore is just yeah. It's a big, it's a no no. It is, it is, and you play as Bilbo. It's a bit, it's like a Maximo type of um, game, a bit of a Jack and Daxter. What was quite popular in those days. The reason I'm playing it really is because um, my daughter, she's got into Gandalf, and it's a bit difficult to find things that you can get her into Tolkien um, mm-hmm. that's available for a two-year-old. So we. <sighs> We sit down. Yeah, you can't even show like the old animated version of um, of uh, of the films because they, even they they get real dark. Yeah. So we play we're playing through this because it's quite kiddie mm-hmm. how it's done. You know the animation it isn't great, and she's enjoying it. She's helping me fight the wolves, and she's enjoying exploring. And we talk about it. And should have done Lego Lord of the Rings, mate. That is quite true, and I will get on to that. Um, mm. But I thought I thought we'll take the Hobbit, and then mm. we will probably do the Fellowship of the Ring into the Buzzy Sierra version of that, and Ooh. then well, it might be a bit of a jump for a two-year-old because, like, although there's there are some there's some like dark elements of the Hobbit that's still like it was still a kid's story, yeah. whereas like. Fellowship gets real dark real quick. Mm. Like I, I had. Um, so do you remember back in the eighties, the BBC did that radio dramatization, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I've got that. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Still, my favorite uh, adaptation rendition of um, Gollum is in yeah. is uh, Peter Boyle. I think his name was in uh, in uh, not Peter Boyle. I can't mm. remember the actor's name, but yeah, um, in in that it was fantastic. But like the um, the Ring Wraiths. In that, even though it was just a radio drama, like gave me nightmares when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what it's like. It's, it is a PS2 mm. game. She knows it's 
game yeah it is a lot of fun and we might even we might do lego but i'll see what this is like but she's enjoying the hobbit she wants to play it more and talk about it and the ideas i mean if she gets into into talking then you've done a good job well this is it she loves gandalf because i've already introduced her to you shall not pass and she (laughs) and she's seen the scene with the balrog a few times and thing is with a balrog it's less scary because she's watched like stuff like moana and there's fire demons in that yeah 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 um then actually watching orcs in the actual peter jackson thing because yeah. the orcs are more scary in terms of um their facial features and the humanoid rather than a demon she knows what a demon is and she's not really frightened of a demon no as such so she's seen that, and it's just it's just an injury. It's as you, when you you, know, you have a kid, you're trying to get them into little things that you like. Mm-hmm. So she was watched the what is it, the Hobbit, the last one. What's it called? Battle Pippin, of Five Armies. The, yeah, Pippin released a song, didn't they? Um, the Long Goodbye, and she loves that song in terms of the video. It shows clips from out the whole. Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogy. Mm. And she likes that. So it's just little things like that. You can get little children into it. And I just thought, this is a nice game that we can play together when we're chilling out. We don't play it every day, but when she want, fancies it and she's tired after nursery, we just have a little half an hour bang at it. Okay. So it's it's fun. I'm not going to recommend it for this way, but it is fun. And mm. the final one is The Bard's Tale. Now this is a franchise probably started in yeah so I'm like, I'm like, it was probably in 1988. Um, I think they've just released a fourth game last year, the Bar's Tale Four, but there was a PS2 remake. Um, but this is the original one that came out on the PC, um, mm-hmm. and they remade it as part of a Kickstarter because I think the Bar's Tale Four was kickstarted, right, by. In Exile, which was purchased by Microsoft, and they it was like a start incentive for that they remastered the whole original trilogy, one, two, and three, and um, it's on Game Pass. So I thought, oh, I quite fancy playing these old style role playing games, and I'm currently working my way through the Bard's Tale Volume One, and they've got two aspects to the remaster. You can either play it legacy style. As in, as it would be in nineteen eighty eight, nineteen ninety, as it was, or you play it with all the nice little changes that we've made to make it easier. Yeah. So there's no story. Like um, if you played through the uh, Master Chief Collection on Xbox, yeah. uh, you can like press a button to switch Ooh. between like the remastered graphics or the original graphics. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but with a role play, it's more like I think. Get rid of all of the quality of life changes at the flick of a switch. Yes, (laughs) that's it. Um, It's interesting. It's good. You're just wandering around a city that's taken over by monsters. There's a lack of story. You get one page. You get one screen of story, and you get set off to fight the bad guys. You're not really talking to any characters. There's a lot of grinding involved. But I've put about 10 hours into it so far, and it's just quite chilled out. It's quite chilled out in terms of playing um what's interesting is 
the bard himself, he can only work his magic if he has a drink. So you have to equip wineskins or some with a number the bard with a number of wineskins to make sure that the bard releases a magic. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of grinding, fighting spiders, hobbits. Quite a classic RPG. I think one of the things I've done though with the quality of life new methods is that you can take your characters through to the second one and the third one. So that's what I'm planning to do. The characters I've got, just move them through and save anyway. So I'm just chilling out to that at this moment. Mm. So, but there's no story, there's nothing modern eyes, but it's one of those really old first, not first, but RPGs. It was a lot of fun. Oh, good. Nice. Um, any of those particularly you would recommend to a lapsed gamer? Uh, um, Zombie Army and okay. Lego Dimensions. Alright. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, Chazzy. Hello. Um, what have you been playing? I've been playing Spelunky 2. Every follow lunch up time. every lunchtime. Well, every lunchtime I can. Um, yeah, I keep seeing the alerts keeps... pop up on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's yeah. Work work is, get, work is when I'm in a away. meeting. No, it's one of those things, man. It, yeah, it's one of those yeah. things where um, as long as someone at work isn't trying to ring me to ask me some inane question during my lunch hour, then I am doing. I am trying to learn how to play Spelunky because I played. Like I said, said before on the stream, like sort of four hours of Spelunky, I reckon, and uh, the original. And not that I didn't get on with it, it was just one of those games where I was not in the mood to just keep banging my head against the same two levels over and over and over again until I got good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, but now I am, for whatever reason, some masochistic part of me in lockdown is obviously... Uh, has decided that's what I want to do. So yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and um, yeah, it's a wonderful game, absolutely wonderful game. Um, it's it's weird because it's like bringing in the information I had from those four hours of Spelunky has actually sort of hampered me a little bit, but also helped in kind of other ways because at least I know that I've got to use ropes and bombs and on all this kind of stuff, and that there's shopkeepers and. Blah blah blah. But I like I know enough of the framework, but I don't know any of the nuance. And actually picking up the nuance in this, I seem to be doing quite okay. So yeah, it's um, yeah. it's 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 brilliant because there's this there's yeah. part of it that's very much like um like a Soulsborne where you're just right. This is the run. Let's just test the boundaries. Let's see what I can do, can't do. Blah blah blah. And it's very difficult and punishing, and you you know you. But then there's another part of it where you will get, I don't know, like uh, hit by um a, a an arrow box that will then push you into an enemy. The enemy will fire you off of a cliff, and then all, everything starts to cascade in a hilarious way that is just like you can't help but laugh at it, even though it's you know your way into your best run ever. Like that's. Tw- yeah, that's like the very core of Splunky. That's it, the joy of it, stuff that, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like I was I was on the stream. It seems that uh, Column is my um is like my lu- like lucky mascot. Every time he turns up in the stream, I get as far as I normally get. Like I get my furthest. I got to Olmec, and twice in a run, and um literally died instantly because I wasn't paying attention. I was 
unfortunately, trying to play it on the stream and look at chat and play, <laughs> you will look away at the most inopportune moment. And it just happened to be on that boss. And I literally just spawned in, jumped down, and then didn't pay attention and died straight away. And it's my own stupid fault. And everything in that game, you know it's your own stupid fault. Mm. And um, and that's what I love about it. Because it's so, um, you can predict everything. But also at the same time, you've got to adapt and um, adjust and improvise as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I played a bit of co-op co-op today with my friend Ali, uh, my ex podcast host uh, co-host from uh, the AO Bots, and he's mm. an absolute superstar at that game. And um, he was showing me a few like the showing me the ways and a few little trips and trips, tips and tricks. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. And playing that in co-op is just adds another layer. Like there's already layers of difficulty and layers of things you've got to remember and then mm-hmm. add another person into the mix with and like friendly fires on. So you've got to think about that. Oh God. You've got to yeah. think about not, not setting off traps, not throwing things because it may ha- hit a person. It just adds another level of complexity again, but also at the same time, it also adds like teamwork. So like he'd rushed off through the level to get a, um, to get a few items but had got himself trapped i was already at the exit so if as long as one of you goes through the exit you complete the level so he was trapped he couldn't get out of where he was so i just went through the door and that was it he was saved and we moved on whereas you know if he was on his own he would have had to have tried to find a way of backtracking through the level and doing some really like complicated moves to get out of it so you know you can coordinate as well so it swings and roundabouts but the whole game is like that it's just permanently you know on the on the balance you know it's always a tipping scale and yeah i'm i'm just thoroughly enjoying it thoroughly enjoying it and i think it's um it's going to be in a lot of it's going to be in a lot of game of the year lists but not as high i don't think as it should be did you play the first one i think one? it'll probably be very it'll be in a lot of people's uh, game of the year lists but not as high as hades yeah oh god well that's the other game i've been playing i mean <laughs> admittedly i've been playing hades a lot just like for months now, but it's all because of, of uh, early access. Early access, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but now, um, it's, now it's finally but now out. it's officially yeah. out, and um, yeah. everyone gets to see how wonderful that game is. It's just, it's the best thing that Supergiant have ever put out. So Supergiant are the people that did Bastion and Transistor and oh, what's the basketball Pyre. one? Pyre, which Pyre. I I actually quite enjoyed Pyre, but the problem with it was it was a bit. Um, you could just get there's like two or three strategies and then you could pretty much use that to get through most of the game. Um but that was an interesting game. That was a really interesting game. And then they've sort of taken it with Hades, they seem to have taken the Bastion formula and made it into more of an arcade arcadey roguelike experience. Um yeah. and it works perfectly. Marry that to probably one of the most gorgeous hand drawn art styles I think I've ever seen in a video game in 4k marry that to greek like the whole sort of greek gods um trying to break your way out of hate like out of um was it hades hell oh, is out of hades yeah 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 hades, hades is the name of the person the person and the place, and the place. Or, right okay yeah so yeah you're sort of you know the greek gods are all trying to uh basically um help you through hades to get out to the other side and you know ascend and um, with hilarious results. But um, the writing's beautiful. There is actually a cracking story that goes through it. 
um, touching in some places, funny in others, shocking in, you know, like shocking, not in a badly written way, but in a kind of like, oh my God, I didn't realise they felt like this or whatever. And, um, and this is all wrapped in this essentially, yeah, like roguelike brawler. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. Like you've got to have quick reactions. You've got to be thinking on your feet and creating builds on the run. It's very dead cells in that respect. And you know how yes, much I like yeah. dead cells. But um, yeah, I just like there, there is nothing bad about this game. It's it's hitting all the right notes. And at the moment, this is front and center of my game of the year list. It's just mm. yeah, it's just just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful game. Beautifully controlling beautifully poised like there's nothing i can't find that i can't find fault with it yeah i would say if i was going to pick up one of those two now it would it like hands down absolutely be hades yeah like over spelunky yeah. 2 no no like disrespect to spelunky 2 or to the people that are enjoying playing it it looks cracking but um yeah. hades just looks on another level plus we've already it's the, the spelunky 2 has, has, has got it's the unfortunate problem of we've already syndrome. seen it yeah 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 Whereas Hades is like I haven't seen I've seen plenty of like uh, you know third person action brawlers sort of games but mm. nothing that looks quite like Hades or plays like it either. It's just um, yeah, it's that thing. But what I like about it is that you can tell every inch of it has been you know mulled over and considered. It's just so considered and so well like like I say mm-hmm. balanced and um, like it's even got this mode like with that where we were playing on the in the, on the stream uh, the God mode where. Every time, so rather than just giving you an easy mode and turning down all the damage and you know turning up all your damage like that you put out, what they do is they just keep the game exactly the same. But what they do is every time you die on a run, your um, the damage you take is reduced by a percentage, like a small, like one maybe one percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so the more and more runs you do, and the more and more times you die that damage resistance that you gain goes up and up and up and up and up. So at some point you will find your percentage level that you will start playing well and right. be resistant enough to the damage to sort of get through the game. And, and it's, if yeah. you're getting better, does it then reduce the resistance, the damage That resistance? I don't know because I haven't got that far yet. Right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. <laughs> but even so, like even if you do eventually get through a run, you're going to see the whole story. You're going to see the whole, um, the whole picture of the game, but also feel like you've been challenged along the way as well. And I just yeah. think it's a really wonderful way of playing with the, uh, like the difficulty yeah. mechanics in a, in a game like that, like a roguelike in an mm-hmm. arcadey game like that. So, hopefully, other people will see that and sort of take that on and and use it in more games mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of roguelikes and stuff. I think I played Rogue Legacy, is it? The one where you're in yeah. night. Oh, that's good two, fun. Yeah, Twos yeah. Are, are, like, on, has got like this really weird um, like early access thing where it is like, you know, like normally early access is like, the game's pretty much there. We're just sort yeah. of tweaking and balancing. This is like, no, I've literally, I've been making this game for a few months. I'm putting it out there. Like play test it for me. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's mad. But apparently it's um it's getting getting some like, Turning a few heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it just feels like sometimes, especially with that game, it was like, all right, I've got my abilities and some of them were negative, some of them were positive. And 
I just kept doing the same old thing, same old thing, same old thing. And by the end of it, I was just like, mm, I ain't going to play this much. That's a... Rogue Legacy is not a... Uh, I don't think it's a fair... Um, someone has got a creaky-ass chair. That's made. Uh, sorry, um, apologies. Okay. Uh, you need to get some <laughs> WD-40 on that shit, man. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, I don't think Rogue Legacy is like a fair example of um, the genre as a whole. Mm. Like, it was a twist on it. But like, something like a... Um, like a Hades or a Dead Cells or whatever. It's like you're you're using the same character on each run. You're not getting a new character. Mm. And you have like intrinsic abilities that get better because you level up. You mm. you, you get new abilities, you get new um you increase certain stats every every run through so that when you die and you start again, you are more powerful than the last time you started yeah. again. Rather yeah. than you getting, because yeah. um, in Rogue Legacy it was like if it was, you die, we're going to roll you a new character. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't it like it brought a trait through from your yeah. previous character. So, but you was... got like one positive and one negative. Yeah, it's the same. The same in um, uh, Void Bastards as well. Mm. Like every uh, new character that you roll is is a brand new character that doesn't carry anything through from the previous. Uh, apart from like the the loot that you managed to salvage with your old character, and you have like a a positive and a negative trait. Mm. Um, whereas like Hades is you're playing the same character, and when you die, you just get sent back to the beginning and start again. But you you bring back all of the abilities and everything that you've unlocked. Yeah, or the that currency that you can use to upgrade yourself. Um, also, you're resetting. That's a reset point to then push forward any story beats that they want to inject into the game and like get you to interact with. Yeah, yeah. Like the the story from what I've like seen, dying on, like, isn't, your isn't the end of it all completely. You're not just dying and starting again straight away, like a yeah. Like it's it's almost like it's um because I've, I've watched enough on your stream and like the giant bomb quick look at mm. other videos as well. It's like the game is written. To assuming that you will die a lot and get sent back to the game a lot, and so the story kind of weaves its way into that. Yeah, Uh, and you get more dialogue options with more characters every time you die and get sent back to the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I I I need it. I need to play it. But Mm. like this this game's so good. Like I'm gutted. I missed out on the sale on the Switch. Where Dead Cells? Like I doubled it. Ended up double dipping on Dead Cells. Bought it on the PC early access, and then I got it on on the Switch. Um, I am definitely doing the same with Hades, um, but I'm not doing it straight away because I would like to bring my PC save over to the Switch, and apparently that's coming. So I'm just waiting for that to be confirmed, and then I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in. Mm. But yeah, yeah, incredible game, and it's it's well, it's thoroughly deserving of all the kind of plaudits he's getting because it's just yeah, it's it's by far and away their best work, and and they're quite a lauded developer anyway. You know, they make these wonderfully constructed games and um like the soundtrack is incredible as well i mean like oh you were saying, it like, rips yeah like it absolutely yeah. rips it's so good like but it, but it goes but then um all of their games have had an amazing soundtrack mm. as well i love the soundtrack in bastion uh, i haven't played pyre yet it's it they i was hoping that was gonna be uh, on switch well. um yeah. and it wasn't on switch and then i looked into it and they said that like they have no plans to port it across because it was written. They made that game before the Switch came out, and so whereas like yeah, it wasn't constructed. Uh, in a way Hades that it could move over easily. 
yeah hades was written alongside the switch already existing so they like they could figure it out make it out onto both those yeah. platforms and bastion and transistor have become across what pi hasn't yet but the music in bastion is fantastic the music in transistor is fantastic as well yeah. um there are this is more sort is, of a heavy heavy metal. you can see Sort the of, progression yeah. of like of their art style because like Bastion is beautiful, but it's compared to the later games, it looks quite primitive. But as they go along, they get better and better. Yeah. Um, and they don't make the same game twice. Like there are similarities between all of them in in a certain extent. Definitely mm. similarities between Bastion and Hades, but it, they are very different games. Well, they're all like they're um, always sort of an isometric game. They're um, always an isometric hand drawn game, but yeah. in terms of like gameplay, like. Bastion is kind of like a third-person action brawler, and Hades is definitely a third-person action brawler. But yeah, yeah Bastion's more of a shooter. It has got some melee abilities in it as well. But I then think um, Bastion Transistor and Hades is... are more more closely related than anything else that they've made. I would have thought. Yeah, because like Transistor's kind of almost it's quasi turn-based, it's a turn-based RPG, isn't it? Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah, it's incredible. Like I say, the soundtrack that just kind of like sort of heavy indie rock that then steps up into sort of light light metal and stuff, but with um, like um, with also elements of Greek music in there yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Like, like I say, the the hand drawn artwork, like that they purposely give you points at which to stand and take like take in the view, and um, yeah, and every single one of those is just like gorgeous i can't excellent voice cast as well yeah best way i can describe it is like one of the best comic book panels you've ever seen in a you know in a graphic novel just you know in 4k on your television moving yeah i can under i can absolutely see why everyone's going mad about it and i can't Mm. wait to actually get to play it at some point um thoroughly uh, thoroughly recommended thoroughly recommended and then i got i will like i i i missed picking it up in the sale uh by maybe like a day or two and it had gone back up to like 24 quid or whatever um but at the same time i've also got a lot of like small indie games on my switch mm. that i haven't finished which yeah. should probably get finished first <laughs> so yeah the only other two things i've been playing but i've only literally dipped my toe into them so i'm not going to really go into it maybe next time we're recording maybe next week uh, I picked uh, well, up. one of them for sure we'll be able to talk about because I'll have played it as well. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I've played Art of Rally, which so if you remember way back when when we went to EGX Res, um, I played Ooh, absolute couple of years ago now, a couple of years ago, right? So yeah. this, that was Absolute Rally. Um, yeah, made by basically it was the people who made Absolute Drift, and now they've renamed it abs well, art of rally the art of rally yeah. yeah yeah the art of rally and it's just this beautiful little um think like if you've seen lonely mountain down lonely mountains downhill that kind of game but you are uh rallying through japan and you know finland and that kind of stuff just mm. like a very stripped back um low poly um rally game but low poly enough in that they can, so it's low poly enough that they can put in what is absolutely recognizable classic rally oh, cars, gotcha. but not actually those actually rally those cars. cars. They don't have to license them. That's it. It's so brilliant. it's like that is definitely an Audi Quattro, but they didn't have to license it because no, it's not it. definitely it an Audi Quattro. Yeah, that's it, right? So um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been having that, and it's the, the whole game is basically just throttle control. 
If you mm-hmm. if you can control those triggers, then you're then you're laughing. So yeah, I've been. It's just like absolute that. drift, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Much, but much much tighter controls. But um, I want to play mm-hmm. a lot more of that before I really get into it. Uh, and then obviously Star Wars Squadrons turned up um, early, a day early. So I was streaming a little bit of that just to show everyone who was interested because I got a lot of interest mm-hmm. on that on Twitter. So um, yeah, we had a little bit of a play on that. Um, I was terrible, but that was because I needed to switch the controls around. And now I have switched the controls around. I'm feeling a lot more confident in the game. But it's, uh, <laughs> early impressions are that it's quite slow and can be quite technical. And... Um, if you've yeah, ever it's wanted not an to play a game. game, no, exactly. Like I, I really knew from coming through from the previews and stuff that people had talked about. They said like it is much more closely, it's it's much more aligned with like the old like uh, Rogue Squadron games yeah. and the um, X Wing versus Tie Fighter and yeah. stuff yeah. like that back in the day, where like you're having to balance your throttle, your shields, and your uh, well, yeah. your, your engine shields and weapons, energy systems, throttling up, throttling down, switching between, like, prioritizing the shields at the front and the shields at the back. Um, yeah. And, and so the on. way like, I put it the sort was... sort of thing that you get in, like, a proper dogfighting game. That's know? it, right? So the way I put it was that, you know, if you likened it to driving games, it's not Burnout Paradise or, um, I don't know, uh, Forza Horizon 3. It's more mm. your project cars, Seto Corsa sort of um, i think from i i I haven't got hands on for on with it and i won't do for another hour and 20 minutes um (laughs) until it unlocks but from what i've heard now i I don't think you've played elite so i don't know if you can compare Uh, that it's not yeah that it's not as simmy as elite dangerous is no um but it's closer Halfway to between. that, yeah. way closer to that than say yeah. the the air, the flight combat sections in in Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, yeah. yeah the um, was it the GameCube versions? Yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's not Rogue Squadron. Squadron. Yeah, yeah, it's not Rogue Squadron. But yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it at the moment. I'm getting right into it. Like I can imagine if something, if this supports VR on the PlayStation. That it does. A bit, it does. Yeah. yeah, you can see it does there's sports VR and PlayStation, and uh, you can PC. see yeah. that it, yeah, just like sitting in a cockpit and just looking around is, would be amazing. But yeah, if you've ever wanted to just float it, like you've ever watched Star Wars and gone, do you know what? What I've always wanted to do is just sit around floating in space and then go into a waypoint. Like if you've ever wanted to do that, then this is the game for you. <laughs> you can do apparently something which I. Um, it's like it's something that was like i don't know i'm gonna get super nerdy here have either of you watched like well i always say have either of you watched then knowing full well that chazzy doesn't watch anything andy have you watched the remakes the the re vision envisioning of battlestar galactica no okay um so now, the way, like, I, ha- space I combat did watch the that. early i did watch the early ones I did watch like the you first know how like the they did that weird flip move in yes the first, yeah, yeah. So because it's like because there's no there's no uh, there's no drag in space there's no air resistance in space so no. t- technically that's the sort of maneuver that you could pull off in space. Apparently, you can do stuff quite similar, but not quite this, not quite as extreme as that in um, in, uh, in Star Wars Squadrons. You can ah, drift. Nice. Uh, and it's like there's some really advanced techniques. Like yeah. obviously, we'll be able to talk about it a lot more next time we get together to record yeah, because yeah, we'll yeah. have both played a chunk of it. Played a lot more but, of it. There's a lot of different. There's there's uh, there's four different classes. Um, yeah, I want to uh, try like an A wing and a Y wing and 
like being a su- so you, yeah you've got like a fighter an interceptor a bomber and a support and they all handle very differently and a x-wing handles differently to a tie fighter and yeah. a wing handles differently to a tie interceptor and so on and so forth and there's like there's like a something like a list of like 50 different components that you can fit to the ships that change the loadout the way they handle the way they the sort of role they can play and, and yeah. whatnot like this this uh, seems to be like a surprising amount of depth to Sam it am i right no yeah. microtransactions at all yeah so am i right well, in thinking that yeah um, finally learned yeah am i right in thinking that this is also cross play across all the systems cross play uh cross communication wow um yeah it's uh, it's kind of nuts it, it also uh, it's not just it won't portion off people in vr and not vr into separate hung hangs as well <laughs> like if you've got a mate who's playing in vr uh, yeah. And you're not. You're uh, if someone's playing. If you're playing on PC in two dimensions, and someone's playing on a PlayStation VR headset, you can still play together, which is um, nice. What we've always wanted, and I don't know why it's taken everyone so long. So I might get a game. I was quite interested. I did Polygon review today, mm. and they were like waxing lyrical about it. even the main yeah. campaign itself was meant to be really good. Mm. So yeah, you know, like I say, was... the cutscenes have been like when you if you've played Battlefront two. Like the cutscenes are on that level, the story is kind of on that mm. level as well. Um, yeah, it's. Oh, don't th- say that because well, the story no, just, in Battlefront well, Two was awful. I didn't, think, I didn't think it was that bad, but like the, the yeah, cutscenes. They did the story, didn't they? They did yeah. the single player in Battlefront Two. These these the developers did this developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but yeah, I'm not just, coming to it for a camp. I'm not coming to it for a story. That's no. not why I play. I'm coming to it no. to play the to the next um, wing. What's the big? There's like the the big multiplayer mode that's in it. Um, oh, fleet battles! Fleet mm. battles. That's what I'm coming to it for. Yeah. yeah. No. Once once you lads are all on it, then uh, well, like I say, we'll, yeah. we'll set up. We'll definitely set up the LGR squadron and uh, try it. and Im- invite as many people as humanly. Yeah, it's uh, cut price as well. It's like thirty five quid. Thirty five quid. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Twenty seven. I think you can get it off eBay. Yeah. But, it's, but it does oh, say yeah. on the front of the box in front of me, Xbox One and Xbox Series X. So I'm hoping that they do the right thing and um, give you the free upgrade. Much you um Well, we'll see. Yeah. Let's see. Yes. We'll see. And not the S, uh, Xbox Series X, 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 whatever it is. Uh, actually, no, it does say, no, Xbox One and Xbox Series X. That's what it's got in the front. It doesn't say Xbox Series S? Nope. Huh. Because now this is un- this is interesting, because that's the first game I've heard of which where it's specifically stating like it'll play and run on next-gen consoles, but only one of them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, they've not highlighted the S. It's just one and X. Yeah, maybe one, something oh, yeah. to keep our eye on. Mm. Whether this becomes a trend. I mean, obviously, it's it's not something that would ever happen with the first oh, per- tell you first why. party. I tell you What's why. That? It's because looking in the small print, it says um, Ultra uh, 4K Ultra HD on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. So um, HDR gaming on Xbox One Xbox One S. And newer consoles um, only on require uh, compatible TVs. So because it only runs 1080p, they're not pushing it. I see. Well, it'll run 4K HDR. I'm a, I'm a PS4 Pro, so I'm I'm happy yeah, with that. That's it. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, shall I rattle through what I've been playing? Then because I've only got a couple of things to talk about. To be honest, um, what have I been playing? Okay, so I picked up in the Big in Japan sale. Um, God Eater Three, uh, which is I'm a big fan of the God Eater series. They're even more niche than Monster Hunter. Um, so God Eater is like 
it always gets said, like, and I'm guilty of this myself as well, of just saying, like, it's anime Monster Hunter. Um, which on the surface of it, it is, but it's kind of got more in common with something like... It's got more in common with um, uh, Fantasy Star Online uh, than it does with uh, Monster Hunter. Like, you're, you're fighting big monsters with giant over oversized weapons, but it's more... Uh, it's shorter missions... Um, like the hunts usually last about 10 15 minutes you jump into an arena with like a, like other people or with a squad of up to three ai characters um you get in you fight the combat's much much faster um and frantic than it is in a, a monster hunter game you get your kill you get out and it's like quite short because the series has existed for most of its um well the, the monster uh, uh, come on Sander. god eater 3 is the first god eater game that wasn't developed first on a handheld system um if you see what i mean yeah everyone's gone quiet yeah i'm just trying to price this right, right. <laughs> um so yeah it's, it's it's yeah so it's like a it's just like a quicker more immediate sort of fix um, with right. a ridiculous anime, over-the-top anime storyline about these monsters and the end of the world and lots of like silly words and phrases that don't make any sense to me because I wasn't paying enough attention <laughs> during the cutscenes in the previous two God Eaters. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just real good, wacky, over-the-top. It scratches that Monster Hunter itch for yeah. me, but in like a different way because it's 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 much quicker. Like I say, it's much closer to PSO than it is to... Um, to uh uh monster hunter and it's 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 really cool like you've got a good like collection of weapons but all of like you you select a melee weapon you select a gun and you select a shield Hmm. um but all three of them come together into one thing so you have like your giant sword that then transforms into your gun yeah uh, which then also transforms into your shield when you need to do defending so that's a bit like vanquish well, kind of, yeah, but there's just like a lot more freedom in the loadouts and whatnot, and your yeah. characters are a lot more mobile than they are in a Monster Hunter game. Like, there's you can like air dash and stuff like that that you you can't do in a Monster Hunter game. It's just you know, it's just a. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not for everyone. I it, I'm not going to recommend it even to, even for a lapsed gamer um, because <laughs> it's it's just silly and very niche. Yeah. Um, uh, before I get into the the main game I've been playing, a um, couple of others. I played uh, the other week. I streamed uh, like the first few hours, first like main mission or two of uh, Dishonored's Death of the yes. Outsider, uh, which yeah. is the last one in the series. Um, it's a sort of, it was a standalone DLC, like eight hour long campaign thing that I had not played. Um, and I've explained this before, and it doesn't sound any less stupid the more I, the, every time I explain it. Uh, I didn't play it because I figured if I didn't play it, then there was always some more Dishonored left for me to play at some point because they didn't seem like they were going to be making any more mainline Dishonored yeah. games. Um, now, that may change now that Microsoft own the whole shop. So we'll see. But, do you uh, think? <clears throat> sorry? Do you think? I don't know. Uh... Well, I don't know, only because maybe. Dishonored didn't, as like it's had two bites in yeah. the chair and it hasn't sold particularly yeah. well, and it's been heavily discounted, like as soon as you know, both times. Maybe, maybe, but uh, maybe. Also, and now they've got Deathloop like, as well. They've got like, Deathloop, yeah. and I'm, yeah. and I'm looking forward to that. So maybe it's time to just, you know, 
put some closure sunset wrap here. up that dishonor story but i can always <laughs> go back and play him again but anyway death of the outside is really interesting it's set um uh several months after the end of dishonor 2 and you play um billy lurk um i can't remember what name she went by in dishonor 2 but she's like the the character on the boat who helps you through the plot of dishonor 2 right um and you go and meet up with Dowd, who was the guy who uh, murdered the Empress in the, the beginning of the first game. Blimey. And he hatches a plot to kill the outsider, who's like the shadowy sort of ethereal ghostly character who lives in another dimension and gives everybody, all these characters their powers. Um, not very far into the story. Um, it seems a little bit different in that you don't go into a level with a specific target that you have to go in and kill, or if you're doing non-lethal... Um, you know, subject to a uh, fate worse than death. You don't really have targets like that. Uh, you have like objectives um, that involve like a, like obtaining some information. Um, yeah, which it's not like go in here and kill this person. It's like yeah, because you're not going of, in. Yeah, it's like uh, go and obtain this information that may that will lead lead you onto the next part of the story. Now, yeah. obtaining that information may well entail having to kill some people to get the information off them. Um, but that's you know yeah, it leaves um, it up to you how you, you want to. You could also just hang around it. in the room next to a door and listen through the keyhole, sort of thing. Yeah, or just find or pickpocket or whatever. You know, there's different ways of approaching yeah. it. It's got a lot more freedom than the other Dishonor games, and this is I know some one of the criticisms yeah. that you've had, Andy. Yeah, is yeah. the um, the uh, playing in a particularly lethal way leads to a high chaos oh, yeah, yeah. world state. Yeah. There, there is no chaos world state in um, Death of the Outsider. Oh. Doesn't matter if you play non-lethally or fully lethally, the state of the world will not change. That's um, why it also you, gives why, you some. Why did it change? Then? Why did it change? It's, it's, it's. I think it's basically it's because, right. Um, you right the, it's i don't want to give away too much but basically right near the very beginning the of bar, death of the outsider anyway. right right near the beginning of the death of the outsider the outsider removes the mark of the outsider from billy lurk right um and does something else to you so basically you have a completely different tool set you're not operating within the same set of rules yeah as right. um as the characters were in the first two dishonored so you have a completely different set of uh, tools. Um, so you've got like you know the blink ability where you like highlight an area and like Jump blink to, to it. Mm. But this time you highlight the area and then you've like you'll send a projection there, and you won't warp there until you press it again, which means that you can set your escape route before you do something, which is amazing. So like right. you're gonna kill someone or you know pick a lock or whatever where you need to do something and then like get out leave, as it's quickly. like you leave your warp target somewhere and then you teleport essentially yeah yeah so like you've left a back door somewhere obviously you can't leave it like miles away from you but like a decent range on it like you leave where you're going to warp to go and do something hit the button and immediately warp to it like you're leaving like a back door to get out um one of the other abilities you can do is like if you knock someone unconscious you can literally like it's weird. She does this weird animation where she like pulls off a like warped version of their face, right? And then you then you walk around with their face for a while, uh, and like your energy slowly drains. But while you're doing it, um, people, the guards won't recognize you because you're wearing someone else's face. Nice. Um, Very hitman. And there's some 
Yeah, there's a bunch of other um, abilities in it. Like it, it sounds like they just experimented with a lot of stuff, and this was like kind of their playground yeah. to try yeah. new bits and bobs out. Hmm? Yeah, it's almost like I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, like... if a lot of this. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this like ends up being like seeds of stuff in Deathloop and stuff like that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, because there seems to be a lot of connective tissue between Deathloop and this. Mm. But there's, uh, yeah, there's, they just got more. They got more playful with it and tried out some new things. So apparently, once you beat the main game, you can play through again on New Game Plus, and you can use a, um, a loadout of powers from Dishonored One or Dishonored Two. I can't remember which yeah. one it is. Like an old ones, like traditional Blink, Domino, and one of the other abilities. Um, yeah, it's it's just a completely different tool set, completely different way to play. It has side missions. You get like contracts uh, that you can pick up to be like, go and kill this person, but make it look like an accident, or go and kidnap this person and put them over here or whatever. Like little uh, optional objectives you can do in a level, which get you more, you know, resources to. Um, I, I can't. Remember. I think it's just more gold or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just a it's a it's a very cool little little uh, twist on the dishonor formula. But is also very much continuing the storyline, the overarching storyline of that. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing some more. I would have streamed some more this week, um, but uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, me and Chazzy and Adam jumped back into yeah. uh, Destiny Two because Adam hasn't played Destiny Two since the end <laughs> of. Oh, come on, man! So you say that? I won't man, talk right? about it. You talk about it, right? <laughs> but listen to Adam's. You need to listen to Adam's tale. Because yeah. Adam genuinely like was like Destiny, uh, you know. You know what he was like in the games yeah, of the decade. Yeah, like, he uh, said he played through um the he played through the vanilla campaign of Destiny Two and then he uninstalled it. Yeah. And he wasn't that bothered about going back to it. And then we finally coaxed him into coming back and started playing through and within I, I'd say one or I two reckon. missions. Yeah. Then yeah, within one or two missions of the first expansion, he was like, "Oh my god, this! I can't believe this stuff was in here." Because he just hadn't, because he'd stopped playing and hadn't carried on. Like, yeah, he, he'd he'd missed so much of like the like some of the truly incredible stuff that's in some of those missions in those first two DLCs. Mm. And I cannot stress this enough: the two DLCs that we've played through so far are the disappointing ones. Yeah. Like he's still got Forsaken and Shadowkeep, which are like incredible mm. compared to yeah. those first two expansions. And and uh, yeah, bits of it were were blowing. They were blowing Adam's little socks off. Yeah, <laughs> he was no, loving he was, it. He was he was loving it. Yeah, he got to the point where he's just like he's he's now just desperate to get back in and like keep on playing because he just wants yeah. to see destinified. Been indoctrinated. Andy, That's join it. us. No, join no, us. No, no. No, I'm holding firm. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, I think I'll, I'll hold off on saying more about that to until yeah, Adam's next on the podcast, back, yeah. and then we can get his first-hand impression of what yeah, he's experienced. Exactly. But um, uh, the only other the, the the main game I've been playing um is uh when I went on the the Switch store to go and buy uh Hades and then saw that it had gone back up to full price, got in a little sulk. I was like, oh, we I'm going to spend that. some money now instead. Uh, I'm miss, oh, fine, I don't have I'll any buy games. Else then. Don't have any games. Yeah, I've got loads, but I thought we'll <laughs> buy something else then. But then I saw Final Fantasy XII, uh, the Zodiac Age, the remake of the 2006 okay. PlayStation 2 game, um, <coughs> which I've wanted to pick up for ages, uh, was on sale, um, like 70% off or something ridiculous like that. So I picked that up. Um, 
so Final Fantasy Twelve, I picked up when it first came out on the PS2, but it was right at the end of the PS2 generation and also right in the middle of when I was a student. Um, and I did not give it the time it deserved because it's very different. So every Final Fantasy game up to twelve, excluding eleven because that was a online MMO, yeah, had a turn-based battle system. Yeah. Now twelve, presumably because of the development that had gone into Final Fantasy eleven, is very very different. So your characters sort of engage in enemies in real time. Everything happens on a timer. Um, like the time will clock down before you do your next action uh, and the same for the enemies um, and when you go to select select your abilities uh, go to select what action you want to do time stops when you go through the menu and whatnot but it all happens in sort of real time um, but what's really cool about it is like you go through like a team uh, with like a, one character you're controlling and two other characters in tow for the for the battles um, plus occasionally you'll have like a guest character that'll be there to make it up for a team of four Um and what makes the combat system really interesting is this this thing called gambits. So gambits is a series of if this then that yeah. um, lines that you put in for characters. Uh, you unlock different abilities through the like uh, up you know through the well okay. <clears throat> so first of all, the game has jobs like an MMO game does, which apparently some of the older real old Final Fantasies like one, two, and three, which I haven't played. Yeah. Uh, had some element of this but it's like your characters don't have like in any other final fantasy game like a set role you select whether you want to be like a white mage and concentrate on healing or a black mage and concentrate on like destructive spells or a knight or a an archer or whatever you select their job from a role from a set of roles and then you unlock abilities on an upgrade tree depending yeah. on what role they are and then you go through and you set gambit so and it's it's all things like if allies health below 30% then cast heal right and yeah. stuff like that um and you can say so, so you can set up your team um to have to to basically run on autopilot and I mean that you can do you can set you turn gambits on and off individually for your characters so you can turn all three characters onto like um automatically run if you set the gambits up right then they're just a well-oiled monster killing machine and every time you run into a group of enemies they smash them they're keeping each other alive they're getting rid of status uh, effects they're attacking enemies based on their weaknesses because they're automatically casting the spell to be able to see what weaknesses they have and so on and so forth um and as they've done with a lot of the other remakes they put through, you can, um, by hitting the left shoulder button, uh, run the game at two times speed or four times speed. <laughs> so the traditional grinding out to try and level up your character by running around an area, fighting monsters over and over and over again until you've leveled up enough, which is something that's in like every JRPG that's ever existed ever, um, yeah. is now a doddle because your characters are all fighting automatically and you put the game on four times speed and just run around an area <laughs> killing everything whilst watching crap on TV and I love it um, you can still at any point like turn that gambit off and play it like a proper Final Fantasy game going in and micromanaging what abilities everybody's using at what time um, and it's still like a huge expansive Final Fantasy yeah. world with a very deep story um, and 
like some genuinely well-written characters for that for that series like early uh some like seven eight nine ten some of the characters in those uh were yeah. awful and especially once they brought in voice acting in 10 some of those voice those characters were terribly voice acted um not so so far in 12 they're all been fantastic um <coughs> excuse me um yeah it's but yeah you can you can play it like micromanaging everything but when you want to just switch off yeah you can just turn on these like if this then that protocols on your characters whack it up to four times speed and just sit back and grind to your heart's content without having to think about anything um i think that might make it i know there's like an initial amount of work you've got to do to set these gambits up once it's done it could possibly the most be the most lapsed gamer friendly jrpg oh, 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 ever played because the game if you set it up right plays itself if you know what i mean and like a lot of j a lot of jrpgs like this like 30 40 50 hours long is because you're having to spend quite a lot of time grinding mm. but if you're not because you're playing it at four times speed suddenly that gets cut down so much more <laughs> that it's not a monumental task to actually finish the game um just the freedom you have to be able to play that game and experimenting with how you set your characters up to handle different situations is is really cool. There are so many different permutations of uh, gambits, instructions, and then the priority order that you put them in. Like, uh, There's a hell of a lot of depth in there if you want to go into it. Or you can just go and look on the internet and see what people have found as to be like the best setups for particular characters and just input those or play with it yourself um i'm really really enjoying it so far uh it's i just this is one of those like i've i've progressed uh a good way through the story and then i just haven't gone any further in the story just because it's been my game that i like turn on and just fiddle with the battle system and then go into an area where there's some tough enemies and be like is this more efficient than the last setup now come out change it around again jump back in um it's it's in a weird sort of way it's kind of like how you you like would be setting up your uh setting up things in motorsport manager right you know like you set up your Mm. car before a race and you go in and it's like oh it didn't work particularly well that way maybe i'll change a few things around and set it in yeah. Again, it's like that. You go into an area, there's an area um, fairly early on where some particularly tough enemies spawn and they'll keep respawning every time you go in. And I'm using it as like a testing ground as to how good my like Builders. logic, my yeah. logic board for each character is. <laughs> um, you know, it's, 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 it sounds dumb, but I'm, I absolutely love it. Uh, I understand that uh, Justin from Melar Save Loaded is a big fan of it as well because he was, he was giving me some tips, uh, tips and tricks on um, things you can do to like get, like beat some particularly tough enemies early on and get massive XP boosts and some nice. other little. Uh, the things uh, you need to know to really like make the most yes. of your, your characters yeah. and builds yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but it's such a it's such a unique like system. Um, the I mean they kind of deviated again with Final Fantasy uh, uh, thirteen um, and the battle system in that, but it's yeah. not the same amount of the gambit system's not the same or the equivalent of the gambit system is not the same in thirteen as it is in twelve, no. and then 
by the time they get around to 15, it's just full-on action, com- you know, uh, uh, action RPG and Final Fantasy VII Remake, and by the looks of it, 16 mm. is just full-on. It's pretty much Devil May Cry now. Um, <laughs> but 12 is just, it's just such a unique little, such a, yeah, such an odd little set of systems that work together in such a cool way that... Um, um, yeah, I'm really, really digging it. I don't. Nice. I I really wish I'd played it properly back when it first came out. I'd, prob- yeah. I'd probably given it the time, but I w- I just wanted more, you know, turn-based combat, uh, Final Fantasy, mm. and I got it. And it wasn't that, and I was too impatient and didn't <laughs> want to really give it the time of day. It's it's weird how that happens. How you're just like, it's not the game that's not ready or not good. It's just that you were never, you just weren't there. Mentally, it just wasn't like, at the right time. When you've had an, you got an album and you listen to it like when you were a kid and you were just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And now you go back to it as an adult and you're just like, oh my God, this is like, how did I ever sleep on Why this? Why did I sleep on this? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the same thing. It was just, it just came out at the wrong time for me because I was yeah, too, it. It, I was, I was just, I, you know, I was playing Pro Evo and drinking all the time because I was a student <laughs> and I, I didn't want to, oh, in a game where I've got a program on my own logic, this is too much. Yeah, um, the thing. No, and, and yeah, now you're exactly. an adult and you want to complicate your life. Now, now exactly. you want to play it. Yeah. Now I'm well, an no, adult that, that plays. Um, <laughs> now I'm an adult that plays simulation games and management games. Now That's I, it. now I really want to. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's 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 just um, it's re- it's really yeah. I'm really really enjoying it. Um, nice. I don't. I I, I say that uh, it's a uh, the closest thing I have to a uh, a perfect lapsed gamer. A JRPG, uh, I can think of. I, 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 that's a slight. Yeah, the thing that would make it more perfect is if it was shorter. Let's be. Yeah, I'm saying it. there's a slight exaggeration. I'd still say so. If you wanted to play like a JRPG, but you're you don't have Persona. like the time, it would be something like I Am Setsuna. Um, yeah. You know, like a short ten to fifteen hour uh, JRPG. Yeah. Um, with like more traditional turn-based systems, because there is a lot of setting up to be done in twelve before your team will be running well. Yeah. Um, but if you've got the time and the inclination and you want to try something that's unlike any other JRPG I've played, then it's worth checking out. Yeah, man. I uh, totally, really I totally Especially... forgot to... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. I was and just going to say... I was just... I was going to say that, especially at the moment, because it's on sale on the Switch, so... Yeah, that's it, man. No, I, I totally forgot to say earlier that um, I picked up Final Fantasy VII Remake and that was the other game oh, I yes. into. Yeah. Talking to Final... Just on the Final Fantasy yeah. tip as we are. Um, again, not really ready to kind of give my thoughts on it entirely, but all I know is that I I am being I'm up till one in the morning playing it, and I want to know more about the story. So uh, yeah, you never played seven back in the day. Well, I did, and I've played it a lot of times. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go into it another time. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah, I like I love I love the atmosphere. And stuff of that game and i don't really remember much about it and it, the problem is it was my first rpg so i was a bit f- fingers and thumbs and i probably didn't do what i should have done in that game and kind of didn't really take it in again like you were saying about sleeping on the game i was i just wasn't like sort of au fait enough with that type of game at the time but now i am mm. and i've got this like beautiful um and it like this beautiful game that is a deep dive into the minutiae of the first game i'm actually yeah. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and it's it's exactly what i wanted so um yeah very happy with it at the mm. moment but um yeah m- more to come on that maybe maybe next uh maybe next week 
Yeah. And we'll um we'll talk about some more um Star Wars squadron and whatnot. Mm. And uh, Andy, are you, are you planning to pick that up, did you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um hopefully next time we record we'll all be able to have a little natter about that. Because, yeah, maybe uh, we'll get together for a little bit of a multiplayer session. Oh yeah, yeah, pew pew pew. Um yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, as at time of recording, it, it, it unlocks on my PlayStation in 50 minutes, and I'm very tempted to stay up for a bit and play it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to keep you on the line and keep you awake long enough to download it. <laughs> Talking yeah, of like, being we'll on see. long enough to download it, I've just remembered that Doom Eternal is um, on Game Pass. Yeah, oh, I saw that. It's just, uh, so it's just dropped. I still haven't finished Doom 2016. No, I yeah, haven't either, yeah, but, yeah. you know. Good game. No, not, not, through, not because it's a yeah, bad game, it's sure just because it it's, no. you know... It's just one of those games I have, like, uh, you never went I've back listened to. to. I've listened to the soundtrack more than I've played the game. No, no, that's exactly. a great game. Is it like when, when you talk about games that have, um, you know, been remade and um, taken it in a different direction? You know, like the new God of War is like just mm-hmm. a complete reinvention. Like Doom, that new Doom is a complete reinvention of the idea mm-hmm. of what a Doom game can be, and I love but whilst, it. But also, still just being shoot demons in the face. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just great, and I'm I'm interested to see how Eternal because of, like because Eternal Eternal adds, has a lot more story. Yeah, and apparently. I'm interested to see what what that's like. So I'm gonna dip into that and then maybe go back to play 2016. Yeah, I should get 2016 finished and then jump in and play Doom Eternal. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's on Game Pass, anyway. so I can dip into it, play a couple of hours, and go. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, and then sack it <laughs> off if you don't like it. That's it. Um, right, we've been talking for an hour and a half or or more, so we um, shall we wrap this nonsense up? Yeah, all right, um, yeah, as always, you can find us over on Twitter at LapsGamer. Um, you can go over to the LapsGamer Radio YouTube channel. I haven't uploaded anything in there for a while, I have got something in the chamber. But I'm really struggling to edit it down to less than half an hour because there's too much good in it. Um, Split it some highlights. It's some highlights from a, a rec fest session like a couple of months ago, um, <laughs> and I just haven't. I can't. I can't. It's just. It's because Colin was in there. Yeah. Um, there's just too much gold for me to cut out because every anything that comes out of Colin's mouth is gold. Um, <laughs> so I can't, I can't cut it down enough. But I, I'll I'll figure it out and I'll get it. I may just love the whole thing. Screw it. Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, you can go and check out the Laps Gamer Radio uh, Twitch channel. Um, I will be streaming over on the um, the LGR Twitch channel myself eventually once I get a PC built, but it's a bit of a faff doing it on consoles, so I'm streaming at Basement Shacks, but um, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Basement Shacks, but of course it's hosted on the LGR one as well, so you can be see over there. Chazzy's t- uh, streaming at either on the LGR one or on twitch.tv yeah, forward slash ch4zzee. Yeah. Long story. And Andy... Um, are you streaming on your own or on the LGR one? I can't remember. No, it's LGR. On the LGR one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, hopefully, we'll all be on the LGR account, but unfortunately, because we've got our own accounts and then we're switching between. Yeah. It's it's really difficult. So, what we're. It's I a think faff we're doing... on consoles. Yeah. It's easy on PC, but it's a faff on consoles. So, I can't be bothered to change it every time, you know? Yeah, that's it. So, um, um, we're just doing the hosting thing. So, but it, yeah. it seems to be working. People seem to be finding us. So, hmm. it's all good. This episode should be out, fingers crossed, on Monday or Tuesday. I'll aim for Monday, but I've got a lot on this like <laughs> weekend and some busy busyness at work. But well, yeah, hopefully we should get it out then. Um, 
So if it is out on Monday, then on Monday night, uh, me and Chazzy and Adam yeah. will be streaming some more Destiny. Um, the Destiny Tuesday, lols. I, yeah, uh, Tuesday, uh, Nick should be back. We nicked his night this past week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we could stream some Destiny. Um, but yeah, Nick should be back, hopefully. If not, then we will happily take that night again. Um, <laughs> Wednesday, guess what? Destiny again. <laughs> we won't try and make it three nights nah, in the bounce. That would be yeah, ridiculous. But, be um, but we've got a lot of stuff to drag Adam through before he's up to date with uh, Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, um, more uh, Lego Dimensions Batman. Yep, last level. Yeah. Lovely. Um, and then Fridays, we usually... Uh, well, you can catch me and Chazzy and Nick usually over at the Codec Moments um, Twitch channel uh, or, YouTube and or channel. YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, sometimes they, Andy streams on one and, and uh, yeah. Matt streams on the other. Broadcasting the other, And they, right. they, they're broadcasting on both. Nice. Um, and yeah, I can't remember who streams on what. Yeah, but we'll send... You'll just look for tweets. You'll see it. And we, we yeah. play Formula F1 2020 with them. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, you missed Looking Carnage. To... Missed Carnage last Friday. It was um, Monza, uh, not no, Monza, was, um, Monaco, Mo- Monte Carlo. Yeah, Monaco, yeah. and it was an absolute nightmare. And yeah. this week, uh, well, like this episode, it'll all happen by the time this episode's out. We get yeah. Baku, which is one of it's the fastest street circuit on the calendar. So yeah. you're going to hit walls a lot faster than you were <laughs> in Monaco. There's um, going to be a lot of broken front and rear wings. I yeah, think. there is. Uh, there's going to be a lot of spin outs. There's going to be a lot of, of aggressive AI maneuvers. So, Andy, this is how bad Monaco it. was, right? When you, when you like, don't turn up for a race, it just let like, yeah. the AI takes over your car. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick didn't turn up, and neither did, is it Andy? And, um, um, yeah, downtown yeah. Andy Brown. And uh, both of them basically came one and two. Like, they yeah. literally <laughs> won the races without turning up. The AI difficulty. So um, when I'm playing in um, campaign mode, I've got the AI difficulty set, which is about at about my level, which is um, seventy out of a hundred, nice. um, and that's that's about my level, and it's just about in the sweet spot. I may be able to bump it up a little bit, but that's just about my sweet spot. Yeah. In that multiplayer, we're playing on like forty out of a hundred, wow. um, which I think is still classed as easy. It should be, you should be able to absolutely like the piss all over the AI. Yeah. <laughs> you should absolutely be able to walk the walk all over them. And they had two AI stand-ins and came one and two in the race. Yeah. Um, I finished Honestly. outside the points. It was carnage, <laughs> absolute carnage. It's a small, tight track, and like, yeah, we were just bouncing off walls and smashing our cars to bits and yeah. spinning. And oh, it was it, honestly, it was hilarious. I loved it. I loved it. And back yeah, was going to be good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Um, yeah, and then Saturday... Um, more, more On the home more stretch now of Gears Tactics. On the home straight? Nice. Yeah, it's bring, the last... Bring Tyrone last, home. Bring Tyrone home, that's right. That's that's mm. hashtag bring Tyrone home. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, we're on the last... So we're into Act 3 of Gears Tactics. Uh, Is it a three-act structure? Yes, so it's okay. the last the last act, but it's eight chapters in. Um, Ooh. So that's probably I reckon Ooh. two more streams. But well, I bet if it's some anyth- of them are going to be real hard. Yeah, well, if it's anything like that corpse of boss fight um, on Saturday that took me two and a half hours, um, then yes, it's gonna it's gonna take a while. But um, mm. yeah, that is the low point of the game so far. Uh, literally I'm, uh, I'm just going to give a little shout out to Dougie because he literally sat there for three hours watching me play that 
and two and a half hours of it was literally me be just trying to beat this boss. Uh, yeah. it's, it's horrible. It's just horrible. It's really it's a real cheese boss as well. Like it's just constantly throwing um, throwing enemies at you at the wrong time and stuff. And it's just yeah, it's just out to get you at all, all opportunities. Keeps you on your toes. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. got there in the end. Got there in the end. And Good. Yeah. You you will hear the visceral grunt as I completed the like took the final shot from me so yeah it's um, good quick side note while we're on that subject if uh, like me you turn on your Xbox One and go into the Game Pass section and see Gears Tactics and get really excited and download it uh, I wouldn't bother you can download it now but you can't play it until sometime late November yeah <laughs> so they're letting uh, you pre-install it a, early <laughs> it's one hell of a preload hey it's not as bad as um, Wasteland 3 which yes. I originally downloaded in May and didn't launch until late August. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't get too excited if you see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we got going on on the on the streams coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Not 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 much else really going on, but um, yeah, just keep an eye on our on our uh, Twitter, and you'll see if there's any schedule changes or yeah. anything changing up. And um, but you're probably guaranteed it's destiny at some point in the week. Yeah, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, oh, it would probably be too late. I was good, like, keep an eye out because we're probably going to have like impromptu streams of um, Star Wars Squadrons if it if it takes a hold of us yeah. as, as much as we hope it does. I'm going to be streaming some this weekend at time of recording, which when you listen to this will be too late to watch. Sorry, yeah. um, yeah, Let's see. Uh, just keep an eye on Twitter and you'll see what's on, yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway, I'm uh, waffling now and it is late. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. It's been no an absolute worries. pleasure to chat to you again. Um, thank you for listening to the end of this ramshackle episode. <laughs> and we will catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.